Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back. It's your two favourite Sophies. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bold statement, but we're going to go with that. We should get merch that just says that. How are you? Good. Sophie McComas is great. (laughs) We've we've just eaten a chocolate that is Negroni flavoured. We have. Just a delicious little after-dinner treat, Mm -hmm. uh, which is necessary on this evening, this weeknight evening that we're recording on. We've eaten the dish I'm going to talk about today. It's just a really highly enthused evening. (laughs) We're living the podcast as it happens, guys. Always. How are you? I'm pretty good. I have made it through another birthday. With flair and style. Yeah, look, I always find them a little bit weird like I find them a little bit stressful and like yesterday before my birthday lunch I had a little cry in the bathroom before everyone arrived normal normal behavior you were there you witnessed it um which I think was partially just like I'm aging I'm alone I'm grief stricken and also just I had my hot water system break dramatically that morning and leak into my kitchen and I realized I was gonna have to pay like significant amounts of money Sorry, that was just... That was the sort of stream was squealing. Keep going. It's like letting off a pressure valve. You did that so calmly. Keep going. I'm not cutting that out, so... Um, um, yeah, so I realised I was going to have to pay, like, so much money to replace my hot water system, which is, like, the least sexy thing to spend two thousand dollars on and i well, it could have been your sewage system that would have been less sexy you're right that would have been worse to have my sewage system leak into my house <laughs> on my birthday day now you've got hot sexy showers again oh it's amazing uh yeah so i just felt really middle-aged which was great but then i rallied um everyone arrived i got piled in babies and i ate enormous amounts of portuguese clams so it was fine and now it's just another day and we're all good yeah i I kind of was thinking back on um, when I ran into you, like, we, we were actually the first people there, which yeah. never happens to me, <laughs> ever. And we were waiting outside and you came in and I was like, knocking on the door, but you couldn't, you couldn't see us through the glass. Yeah. I was like, Sophie. <laughs> and then I ran and you were like, having a little moment. I was like, fuck, wine, wine, wine. I'm going to get wine. I'm going to get wine now. <laughs> and it did help. The glass of Portuguese wine helped after the two-minute cry in the bathroom, which I do find quite restorative. Sometimes you just need to get it out. Totally. Just like... You can't teeter on the edge of like, I cry for too long. You just need to like do it and then get back. Express it and then you're out, you know? Feelings are friends. (laughs) Well, I had a great time on your birthday. I'm glad. Happy birthday. How are you? What have you been up to other than eating Portuguese clams with me for my birthday? Well, yeah, really good. Had a lot of great conversations with listeners about um, calling people lovely. Yep. Yep. A lot of people are in agreeance. A lot of people are scared to call me lovely now. Um, so sorry guys they should be (laughs) you take that as an act of aggression in this family (laughs) but yeah going on a little family holiday next week with my whole family which is going to be fun I haven't done that in a very long time just pass the baby around and Mm -hmm. pass the parcel Mm -hmm. but yeah no feeling feeling kind of buzzed after that negroni chocolate to be honest (laughs) 
Wild times. All right, so should we just get into it? Yeah. Get, get going. Fast and snappy episode this week. Well, we say this every week <laughs> Never and it's it. still 60 minutes. <laughs> anyway, we're going to try. Okay, what have you been eating this week apart from Negroni chocolates? Well, another one. <laughs> speaking of birthdays, my birthday wasn't too recently, but it was in March and I had the best caterer and I get requests for great caterers all the time and I just don't have good answers, but yeah. now I do because I worked with a beautiful girl called Michaela Johansson who has a little company called Aplenty Catering. So Michaela used to work at Cornersmith in Sydney and we worked together for a little while while she was there and we did some work with the brand. She then moved to London and started this little picnic catering company when, you know, picnics were like the thing in London, like summer (laughs) during lockdown. Months went by, London hellscape, moved back, relaunched a plenty here mm-hmm. and it's so exciting so i hired her for my birthday and we just had like a little get together in the courtyard at home and the food was just freaking awesome yes i ate so many of the little sausage rolls it's so good <laughs> so she does very mediterranean leading things we had like an agrodolce eggplant that's like sour vinegary eggplant Mm. with goat's curd and almonds the most luscious focaccia with roasted grapes taramslada that is particularly amazing because she makes it herself by smoking the roe over coals so it's like smoky and smooth and And light i know how you feel about taramslada taramslada fiend over here so any little twist on it i'm there (laughs) We had, yeah, romesco, dipping fresh crunchy veg in there, lavash, and yeah, those little cheesy scroll, sausage roll things. So good. It's so good and really seasonal, so she changes it all the time. She can do those kind of picnic-style boxes, which is what I had. No washing up. You just, you know, put them down on the table. Everyone can kind of dig in. They're really beautifully presented. Or she can come and do, if you're having a lunch or a breakfast mm. or whatever at your house on actual plates. Yeah. <laughs> um, most, some caterers I just find really expensive, but a plenty is not. It's really affordable and the quality is totally amazing. It was just what I wanted to eat and what I wanted to serve and what I didn't want to cook myself, <laughs> which is the whole point. So yeah, definitely if you're having any kind of get together, my friend after I had them at my birthday, got her to cater for her little boy's birthday party mm. for the adults. <laughs> it's really excellent. That's aplenty.com.au. Very, very tasty. I can vouch for this. I realize it sounds like all we do is hang out together and try the same things, but it was really very good. <laughs> no, I like that you're here to affirm my choices. Yes, it's great. I agree. <laughs> Order that. It's amazing. What did you eat? Okay, so this week I am talking about an Ottolenghi dish. So it's spiritually the exact opposite of my I can't be fucked cooking, just roast one ingredient recommendation that I did last episode. I've um, progressed somewhat. You know, I got there. Um, And I can't lie, this recipe is fiddly. It's a little bit annoying. There are many (laughs) steps, some of which seem unnecessary. And it's really bad for like a dinner party or even for dinner with one other person because you kind of have to like cook it as you go. It's these coconut and turmeric omelets that you use almost like a banziao and wrap around um, like a crunchy fresh salad. Yeah. They are so delicious and this is why I'm recommending it to you. Even though I just told you how bad this recipe is for all these reasons, it is so amazing. So I made it, the first time I made it was a little while ago, actually last year. 
And my parents came over for dinner and like my dad was enjoying it so much that he like just basically was just like, this is amazing. And just did a talk and just hoovered it up off the plate for like 20 minutes uh, while I was like stressing and like cooking each omelet individually. But I've also made it just for myself at home. And it is a great dish to make for yourself because you can just stand next to the stove and like as the omelets come off the pan, you can just wrap it around the salad and like shovel it into your mouth. Oh, the omelet is the perfect single person's meal. I know. And I... I like about this so you the omelet batter has coconut milk mixed through a bit of turmeric and lime zest and then you also cook down some minced garlic chilies and shallots this is one of the annoying steps because you need to cook this down and then you need to let it cool and then you need to put it into the <laughs> letting stuff cool so annoying <laughs> and it's just like annoying but you can use the same pan you're going to cook the omelets in and then you make a really fresh herbly salad so spring onions mint coriander radishes the recipe calls for bean sprouts, um, but I've also just done like crunchy lettuce or shredded cabbage or any kind of fresh veg just to kind of bulk it up. Mm -hmm. And then the recipe also gets you to make a dipping sauce with fresh grapefruit and lime juice and rice vinegar and chilies. And now this is a faff. I have made it both times and it is delicious and it's also the final straw and you feel like you're never going to finish cooking. So you could probably just squeeze a bunch of lime over this and like happily call it a day. So you have my full permission to ignore that part of the recipe. And then you cook the omelets one by one. You're going to fuck the first one up. You just Oh, are. the first pancake. Never Everyone, works. you might fuck the second one up because it is a different consistency to what you're <laughs> expecting. You need to find the right balance between the oil, like how much oil, definitely use a non-stick pan. It needs to be quite a high heat. Um, and you want to actually let it go so that the bottom gets a little bit crunchy with a few little blackened spots as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit different from like a French omelet where you kind of want it silky and smooth and kind of, you know, you don't want any color on it. Mm -hmm. um, but then once you're, you've cooked them, you just put them onto a plate and then just wrap the salad in it douse it with lime or dip it in the dipping sauce and then there's no elegant way to eat it you just essentially like shovel it into your mouth <laughs> i'm really selling this but it's so it sounds annoying and fiddly but no it sounds it sounds like, elegant even <laughs> refined fiddly elegant <laughs> a refined meal no it's something about it it was just one of the things i cooked at home when i was really craving like non-home cooked food and it has like it tastes like a really good vietnamese restaurant mm. and it's a bit unexpected because you know like an omelet with coconut milk in it kind of similar to a banziao but without that crunchiness so you could probably riff on the recipe and add some chickpea flour or rice flour in and see you know play with the texture yeah but it's delicious sounds great yeah so that's and that was just in the guardian because the guardian's site with recipes is just so good so i get to get all my nigel slater nigel slater Hits. Minnesota, otolenghi <laughs> it's amazing so that is what we have been eating this week what have you watched read or listened to i smashed season four or half of it of the handmaid's tale in the bath oh you're still on that train no one likes this as much as me except molly yeah. shout out to molly from my office <laughs> molly really loves it as much as me and i'm thanking my lucky stars that someone else does i think i have one other friend who really likes it i'll get you in touch <laughs> i don't know what the problem is it's yes it's grim. i do know what the problem are <laughs> problems are it's very depressing it's very gruesome there is so much violence against women it's a little bit like it's not a little bit. It's very uncomfortable to watch. And I feel like they just want to shock you over and over again. Like they have yes. a whip and they're like whipping you with shock. Yes, you've just described exactly what I don't watch. <laughs> but it's so gripping. Like that's what it makes it so good. Like I like that feeling. I like being whipped. <laughs> and Elizabeth Moss is just unbelievable. She's like 
a hundred percent emotion. Just yeah. the way she can contort her face she's, really close up to a camera. She's 2021's greatest contortionist of the face. <laughs> <laughs> emotion grit ferocity and she's had her directorial debut in this series yeah she directed i think three episodes starting from episode three or maybe four three or four and when she starts like episode three is where it really starts to get good Mm. so you can you can tell the changeover with her directing them i think you know when you're like on edge of a show you're like i really want this to be good especially if you've followed it for season after Mm. season you're like so ready for it to be back and it comes back and you're not immediately sold on it you're like fuck this isn't gonna be good and then episode three comes up and you're like that hook is just in your cheek (laughs) like you're a big trout in the river (laughs) and you're being like dragged along and you can't get off that hook like you're on it forever that's how i felt in the bath i was in the bath and i had to refill it with hot water like three times because i didn't want to get out amazing yeah I'm glad you like your weird, torturous, horrible, <laughs> violent show. <laughs> yeah, there's so much violence and just like grim awfulness, but especially the last two seasons, there's just so much sisterhood in it. Like the Marthas and the Handmaids mm. really, you know, band together to form this like guerrilla army against, mm-hmm. you know, the whole system of Gilead. It's just badass. The camera work is also beautiful. It's always got that cinematic, like top down bird's eye view of characters moving through this this landscape and um the score is really good too like there's there's these great throwback moments where someone will hum or sing a song that's like a throwback to you know how life used to be in mm. our modern time which is kind of where it's set and it just like jolts you back to the fact that this is essentially having right happening this right now we would like <laughs> yeah <this. laughs> which is great i love those moments i'm gripped I'm hooked. I'm really glad. Find the trout like in the river. Trout <laughs> being dragged along by Elizabeth Moth's face. <laughs> Great. What about you? What are you watching? I also have a TV show this week. Yay! And it's also on SBS. We are not sponsored by SBS, guys, but maybe we should be. Um, so this is, I mean, also kind of grim, but in a different way. It's couples therapy on mm-hmm. SBS. Have you watched this? Yes. I think there's a second season that's just come out. And so I saw some like chatter on Twitter and I was like, what is this show? And so then just Googled it and found out it was on SBS. They've got the whole first season on it. And I just binged this in one day uh, this weekend. Maybe that was also why I was upset on something. Yeah, it was like a heavy thing to binge <laughs> and watch like eight <laughs> hours of this. So it's, if you like Esther Perel's podcast where you sit in and listen to couples in couples therapy, this is literally the TV version of this, but with a different therapist. Oh yeah. There's something about like just gobbling up other people's problems that aren't yours. Oh, total voyeurism. <laughs> and I would say this therapist also has a very similar vibe to Esther mm. Perel. She's got, you know, a slight accent. She's like similar kind of energy. It's billed as a docudrama, which the way I interpreted this is it's like reality television with better editing and a very high end production values. And it's apparently they had all these cameras like hidden around the space so that no one ever saw a camera when they were in therapy, but they knew what was happening. They'd signed up for it, but it was like very discreetly done. And you truly feel like a fly on the wall following these four couples as they go through this couple's therapy over the course of three months. It is so riveting. Imagine signing up for that. Apparently heaps of people signed up. I I got obsessed with it, did a deep dive, and apparently heaps of couples wanted to do it, like signed up for the program, but they had to interview them all and like narrow them down. Mm. It's like literally all your dirty laundry, like broadcast. Oh my God. It's so great though. So I really want to talk about this one couple, Alicia and Mao, where the man is like, 
super defensive and kind of manipulative and like so resistant to change. I hate him. And like made me so uncomfortable, but also he was really hot, which also made me uncomfortable. <laughs> he's just so hates being, he feels attacked at every angle. Yeah. Like he's a, he's an awful person. Yes. It's like, how did you, how did you marry this? Like, how is this couple together? Look, it's kind of like Blue Valentine. I felt really good about being single. Um, <laughs> so the other part I actually really love about it, so obviously it's just amazing to sit in and watch um, these couples and, like, the revelations. And there's actually some really one, this one couple that has this actually really lovely arc where this woman, like, starts understanding how her past history with a more abusive partner has really shaped the way she reacts to things that her current partner does. And you see her have this, like, moment of revelation. and It's fascinating. And I'm just, like, generally obsessed with therapy. I think it's so interesting. I mean, I really love that you see the therapist go and actually speak to her clinical advisor Mm. where she has this back and forth. It's almost like professional therapy. And she'll talk about, you know, I'm really struggling with this guy, like the one we were just talking about, like he's super defensive and I think he's triggering me and I'm not like responding the way a therapist should and responding in a way that's much more personal and I don't know how to handle it. And it's so interesting to hear her work through her like professional and like personal reactions to these clients and like figure out how to treat it. And it just sort of demystifies. Hmm. I think it demystifies that. And it just shows you like that any, like anything therapy is like a process and a tool. It's not a magic wand. And like, you have to go in to it. Like all three people in that room are working. Like the the couple and the therapist are trying to work together to figure out the messiness of communication and have these breakthroughs. Therapists aren't perfect either. No. They're not like that. Yeah. Um, But I really, the line that really stuck with me is I think it was, and I can't remember if it's the therapist who says it in like a voiceover or maybe her clinical advisor, but that everyone goes into therapy wanting to hear how their partner needs to change but you have to go into couples therapy wanting to understand the way that you need to change Mm. because it's the only thing you can control is Mm. like what you're willing to change and you see the couples where they're willing to do that and they've come in and they're both open and they sort of make concessions to each other and you see that they're going to actually be able to change their dynamic and then you see the ones where you're like nope (laughs) nope you guys can't fix this or you're not willing to fix this yeah there's an interesting moment with the alicia and mal Mm. where she's like the therapist is like I just, I'm still struggling to figure out what you guys want out of this. Mm. Like you're here and we're talking, but like, what do you want to change? And they, neither of them knew. Answer. <laughs> he was like, I just want you to be happy. And she's like, you don't understand why I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Interesting. So yeah, if you also are nosy and love hearing about other people's problems and just want to like float away on, you know, eight hours of intense voyeurism, Mm. This is the show for you. So that's Couples Therapy. The entire first season is on SPS Playback. Nice. So, now that we're off TV, (laughs) weirdly both into it this week, what have you done or bought this week? I want to talk about some shirts that I didn't buy this week, but I have worn a lot over the summer. Yeah. It's a brand spawned under the brand it's a brand within a brand <laughs> it's the inception of brands <laughs> the other umbrella brand or collective is reliquia mm-hmm. reliquia collective so they initially started off as a jewelry brand um great affordable kind of art deco-y style jewelry i got a pair of earrings from them for my birthday nice yeah they actually launched valet which i talked about a couple of seasons ago which yeah. was the really cute hair clips and hair accessories and now they've also launched an apparel line called blanca 
So there's kind of like all these mini little brands sitting under Reliquia Collective. And Blanca is a line of pretty bright, but like muted bright. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> like kind of like dusty bright. <laughs> dusty bright. Thickly. It's very much your vibe. <laughs> yeah. Thickly striped cotton shirts. So yep. all tailored, but kind of loose, really roomy, which I love. Like I love oversized stuff that you can like tuck into jeans or tie up you know, at the waist or just wear open, like over mm. a, a tight dress, tank dress or something like that. They're really great. My favorite is the Bobby shirt, which is short sleeved. If you can believe that that is something I think is cool because I feel like short sleeved shirts are not cool when men wear them. <laughs> we were like jacking about talking about like who wears short sleeve shirts and it's big of sex in the city he's casual wear he's terrible he's terrible bad weekend wear, wear. <laughs> or the dad in american pie <laughs> our two uh, new style icons this is who you're going to be filtering your style choices no through. no no two men i want to be less than those two um but i mean on me it looks great <laughs> she's not lying it does look great on you <laughs> Um, the colors are, are beautiful. The one I have, the bobby shirt, is yeah, dusty orange. <laughs> like a tangerine. Like a mandarin. Tangerine. Some nice like olivey colors, beautiful um, Mediterranean blues. Nice lilacs. Nice lilacs. Some of them, they're all kind of like one color, but some have like different blocks of color on them. So they're kind of pretty 80s. Like I, I think I remember my mom wearing something kind of like this back in the day. In the two years of the 80s that I was alive, I remember it. <laughs> Vivid memories. <laughs> it was 90s. Um, and they've actually just opened, Reliquia Collective has opened a flagship store in Bonnet Junction, Westfield, which is somewhere I actively avoid. It's the worst place in the world, but the shop's probably quite good. Yeah, I'm very keen to go to the shop because you can buy the jewellery and all of it in one spot. So yeah, that is Blanca, B-L-A-N-C-A, by Reliquia Collective. Great. Buy it online or go to... Bonner Junction. If you can be and lose brave. yourself for six hours in the car park, <laughs> you'll never come back. But you'll be well dressed as you die a slow death, <laughs> seven feet underground. <laughs> okay, what have you done, boy? Well, to calm us down from that trip to Bonner Junction retail hell. <laughs> So I actually have a do recommendation this week. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> Something new and different for us. We've done like two of these. Um, so for the first time like ever in my, well, actually not ever. I used to not be able to fall asleep when I was a little kid. I'd get really stressed. But lately I've actually been having a bit of a hard time falling asleep. It's not that I'm like stressed out. I just kind of lie there. <laughs> oh, so you don't wake up. You just can't fall asleep. Both. So sometimes I'm lying awake and I'm like, did I have coffee this afternoon? Mm. I'm just like lying there alert, like tired, but my brain won't go to sleep. Mm. And it's like, I've forgotten how to, it's like, I'm like a baby. You're like a sleep. four month old. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? And You're then so I, I have also been waking up occasionally at like two. I'm like, oh, I must've been asleep for hours. I'm like, it's. 2am there's five more hours to go <laughs> and I've never had this problem like even when I was like deeply in grief I could still fall asleep but currently a bit weird for me don't know what's going on bodies and brains are weird who knows and I've discovered that one thing that helps is I've been using this app called insight timer which is like one of those have you also laid awake at 2am googling free meditation apps <laughs> because this is one that I found um, and specifically I've been using these types of guided meditations called yoga nidra meditations so I first 
did a yoga or experience like a yoga nidra meditation at a yoga studio here in Sydney called Humming Puppy. And I did this 90 minute yin class with my sister and she refers to it as adult nap time (laughs) because you literally just like move like six times and then lie down. Oh, (laughs) that sounds nice. It's glorious. Wait, is that the vibration thing? Yeah. It's like Mm. this yoga studio that has like a hum, literally Mm. a hum in the room. Is there a puppy? No, I mean, not that I saw. Um, Anyway, so did this session and there was this really great yoga teacher there who is quite well known for doing these guided yoga nidra meditations at the end for like a solid 20 minutes, I think. And it's different from a normal meditation where the point is to kind of clear your mind but be quite focused, whereas the whole point of this is to kind of take you from the outside world into your inner world and puts you into that kind of place between being awake and being asleep. Mm. You know, like the only, you only normally feel it when you either like are drifting off and then you like kick yourself awake and you realize that you were like half asleep or half awake or like when you're in an afternoon nap on like a sunny warm afternoon and you're like, you know, you're not asleep, but you're not awake. And it's like the most comfortable you'll ever be. (laughs) So this kind of meditation is literally designed to like pull you into that kind of space. And Mm. then some of them you're supposed to wake up after, but often they're designed to help you fall asleep. And then they just turn off on their own. Yeah. So you just play it like through the app, you can turn the screen off and it's just, is an audio track that plays. I found it easier than meditation. And I also can't do sleep stories because I either find them, you know, those ones where they're like, they're either too stimulating and I'm just listening and then it finishes and I'm like, well, I just stayed awake for 50 extra minutes (laughs) crossing the tundra in a train. And I'm like, that was interesting enough, but terrible. What a waste. Or they're so boring that I just stop listening and my brain goes off on another adventure. I don't fall asleep. I'm just like, I'm going to think about something else. And I do for hours. So these are kind of nice because they're focused, they're guided. You kind of usually has a walkthrough of like paying attention to your body in this very specific way. And it just, yeah, it just knocks me out every time. I literally just searched Yoga Nidra in the app and they had heaps of recommendations and heaps of different different speakers. So it's kind of like a community created one and you can pay for stuff if you want, but most of it's free. And so I just listened to a bunch of them, but there's one creator named Zoe Kanat, K-A-N-A-T, and she just has a very nice neutral voice. Um, and I just found her really easy to listen to. And she had a couple of shorter ones that literally are like knock me out immediately it's great so that is the insight timer app which i've been enjoying and then that's the doing a yoga nidra practice so if you can go to a yoga studio as well keep an eye your eyes peeled because it's actually really nice to do in a yoga studio but otherwise if you can't sleep give it a whirl nice all right what time is it now our singing gets worse every week (laughs) the low notes (laughs) (laughs) all right you're going first what is your fast five number one on the fast five is what we have for dinner tonight what i've had almost every five nights for the past three months (laughs) see why it's really delicious (laughs) mapo tofu so delicious oh my god sbs this is the third time we've mentioned them this episode sbs contact us you can't you're a public broadcaster (laughs) but if you can (laughs) it's an sbs recipe i am on a bit of a szechuan kick at the moment so you need a few things in jars to make this yeah it's an excuse to go to your favorite asian grocer totally it's one of those things where like you need two pickled szechuan chilies in a jar of 100 um (laughs) but luckily they keep in your fridge for probably five years yeah so you need some spicy chili bean paste. You need some like dark, dark soy. Once you have all those things, you can make this a thousand times. <laughs> so 
it's essentially like a spiced pork mince simmered with silken tofu, dark soy, heaps of garlic, heaps of ginger, a little sugar for sweetness. It thickens up into this glossy, bubbling, porky, spicy goodness that Yum. you spoon over rice. Spring onion. This particular recipe has you sprinkle crushed Szechuan peppercorns over the top at the mm. end, like a garnish, which yeah. is quite cool. It's like got a little bit more freshness and not that like burning warmth yeah. if, if they'd been simmered. I don't always love the numbing Szechuan, but with it sprinkled over the top, I found yeah. it totally manageable and really nice. Yeah, we add chunks of eggplant, like fried eggplant for some extra texture, some more silkiness. It's so comforting and it's better the next day. Even better, better the next day. <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> then you're going to joke That's your limit. <laughs> um, but yeah, super yum. Mapo tofu on SBS. Okay, number two in the Fast Five is the Japanese sock situation at the provider store. I love everything in that store. I could spend hours in there. <laughs> Their website <laughs> is so great. It's a tiny little beautiful store in Surrey Hills in Sydney, but access it anywhere from their website i was just perusing (laughs) its online presence today and the socks Mm. so great i didn't know that japan was you know so talented in this area i bought so many socks when i was in japan that was like the main thing i bought that stationery novelty socks maybe but not like you know functional beautiful socks but of course yeah as soon as you said that didn't you go of course they do of course they do functional beautiful (laughs) that is japan so there's these kind of day glow ones, bright, bright, like highlighter yellow, highlighter orange, and then like black and like a blood red color from Tokyo-based Henda Scheme, mm-hmm. which come in this really interesting vac-packed packaging, <laughs> kind of like a cross between a condom and sort of like those face washers you used to buy that come super compressed into like a fun shape like a dinosaur and then you put them into the bath and they become a face washer. Did you have them? No, but they're reminding me of the like really small um, like face wipes that come as a pellet and you have to like pull them apart. Exactly like that. Another brand, like chunky knit organic cotton ribbed pull-up socks by another Tokyo brand called Rototo. Great name. So awesome. I actually love a bulky thick sock. Go to provide a store for the socks, stay for the homewares, and they're like very niche Japanese goods. So many nice goods. So great. Oh, okay. So maybe this is going to be a little controversial for all you cocktail people out there. Sophie McComas lifestyle provocateur. She's <laughs> dropping truth bombs every episode. I just want to sprinkle some like some trend truths into this podcast. Spicy margaritas are the new Aperol spirits. I agree with you on this one. We don't agree on all drink choices, but I agree with you on this one. So if you're unaware of what happened to the Aperol spritz, <laughs> used to be a fun, like, only in Italy thing that you would get when you step off the plane in Rome. Like, that's what you have. It then permeated the world. It became a meme. It became a meme. It's like the cocktail meme. Spicy marks. There's the same thing happening here. Or like yeah. a, a weird feeling that it's going to become memefied. And it's what everyone is ordering at every single bar. And I think bartenders are like, getting really sick of it yeah i mean i like a classic margarita i like a tommy's margarita love a classic margarita like a mezcal margarita though it's probably going to get memed it's probably going to get memefied too i think mezcal's on the way i'm willing to die on the hill of mezcal like i'm willing to drink the mezcal meme okay so i'm not willing to drink the spicy (laughs) mark meme okay we're at a fancy restaurant it's not a cocktail-y kind of place it's beautiful food it's just not a spicy mug kind of place. Yeah. And someone in earshot ordered one and the guy was like, God, you're like the sixth person who's ordered a spicy margarita lately, like yeah. tonight. 
What what's going on? Everyone's just trying to feel something, so I feel <laughs> Yeah, we're all just trying to feel alive through the double burning down our throat of alcohol and chili. I do have an exception. <laughs> if you do want a spicy mug, like there's maybe there's a time and a place for a spicy mug. Mm. Just like not in a fancy restaurant. Okay. I'll tell you where to get one, you animals. <laughs> It's at Cafe Frida's in Darlinghurst. <laughs> have we not talked about Cafe Frida's yet? We haven't. We're going to have to talk about it in more detail another time. Yeah. But... Oh, this is a very short mention because, fuck, this is the past five. Um, <laughs> they do spicy watermelon margaritas. Interesting. And I just feel like it's a margarita vibe. It's a spicy margarita vibe there. Mm. It's on the corner of Taylor Square and Oxford Street. Like, yeah. could you get a more spicy margarita vibe than that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it's just a lifestyle, Soph, and we just, you're not in a spicy mark stage of life. True. I'm sorry. Okay, number four. Just in the theme of like doing things over and over and over again yeah. in the past few months. <laughs> this is a t shirt that I've worn, I basically haven't taken it off, and I have okay. three, all in different colors. Mm-hmm. Basics Wide Heritage t shirt in navy motley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, it's the wideness of everything that I like. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like a wide profile. <laughs> They're just really soft and boxy. Mm-hmm. The arms, like they go down to your elbows, so they're very loose. Yeah. Again, you can tie them up at the waist. Yeah. You can tuck them into jeans, tight jeans, and they just look awesome. And they're so comfortable. Not a subtle print. This one, it's kind of like as the name says, mottled, mm-hmm. like very dark navy on white. So is it's it quite tie dye or not quite. I wouldn't say it's tie-dye. It's just kind of like splashed. Okay. <laughs> um, moved on from tie-dye. <laughs> well, well, not yet. <laughs> but this just happens to not be tie-dye. Yeah, I'm wearing that. I'm wearing jeans and my Birks, and that's just like my uniform yeah. right now. I'm just going to buy it forever. I think they release a new color every season, and I'm just going to be there for it. One day, like, if we ever do, like, an apartment visit of your house and they're just going to look at your wardrobe and it's just going to be a row of that T-shirt in every different it's color. It's the perfect T-shirt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. it's the perfect T-shirt. The cost per wear is now at like, 10 cents. <laughs> it's really getting my money's worth. That's the basic wide heritage T-shirt in navy motley. Okay, number five is such a cool brand called Secateur Me Baby. <laughs> How good's that? That is a delightful pun. So it's a really fun little Melbourne-based brand by a guy called Mike Sullivan. They make plant steaks in a wavy, wiggly shape. This is what I need. I just have a literal steak holding <laughs> up my very large monstera that is too big. Yeah, it's a level up of your steak. Usually, like, their core range of steaks are made from ethically sourced Australian native wood, which mm-hmm. are very cool, very, like, natural looking. But the Wave 2 design is especially cool because, A, it's bright orange. Not dusty orange, bright orange. Just bright. And B, it's made from 100% recycled HDP plastic, which is what milk bottles and detergent bottles are made from. Great. So if you have like a Monstera or any kind of like climbing indoor plant, this will look very good. Yeah. It's like a wiggly line that you just like spear into the pot and then tie your poor bendy over plant onto it and it will... Flourish. Flourish. With that added structure. We all just need some structure, aesthetically pleasing structure. (laughs) I got it for you. Your structure is that secatermy baby. Wave two plant state. Great. I need three of those, I think. One for, well, one for me and one for my plant. So two. <laughs> one for you. <laughs> Just prop me up. I need the extra support. <laughs> okay. And thus ends my fast five. So fast. So fast. What about you? 
Okay, so as our resident candle correspondent, I am reporting in on my latest fave, which is actually made by a friend of the podcast, Madeline Hoy. Um, She's of Pagola pop-up fame, if you've ever been to one of her dinners that she throws. And so she's been making these really cute candles that are in the shape of fruit. Love it. So it's called Nonna's Grocer, which is a great brand. Branding's beautiful. And there's lemons, mandarins, custard apples. I'm pretty sure she's just been casting from actual fruit and then using the molds to make these delightful little candles. So fun. Um, They're super well-priced. And, like, who wouldn't want a little lemon candle sitting on their windowsill? I'm very much looking forward to the egg one. Yes. She's got all sorts of little prototypes coming out. So at the moment, there's just the three different shapes. And I think, like, a lemon candle, for example, is, like, $25. And they're just so cute. That's Nonna's Grocer. We'll link to that in our free newsletter if you have subscribed to that at highlyenthused.substack.com. Get on it. Number two is this delicious pastry that my friend delivered to me as a little birthday treat. It was an oregano and cheese croissant. Yum. Um, and it's been ma- it's made by this little bakery called Staple Bakery in Manly. It's very nice of her to deliver it as, you know, obviously Manly and Coogee are so far apart. And I heated it up for breakfast this morning and had it as a little treat. They have three stores on the north side, Seaforth, Chroma, and a new one that's just open in Manly. And the next time I am on that side of the harbour, I will 100% be dropping in. They're apparently one of only a handful of commercial bakeries in Australia who have their own stone mill to oh, yeah, flour. True. Which is really cool. And they've also done some work with Bruce Pascoe, who's the indigenous, oh, yeah. really well-known academic and writer. He wrote Dark Emu. They did a project where he he also has like a farm or a property where he grows like indigenous strains of um, wheat. Yes. So they created a bread loaf made from this native Australian wheat so i think super experimental it's the guys who run it seem like very community focused um and the croissant i ate it the day after it was made heated up in my oven and it was delicious yum so yummy and oregano it's just such an unexpected twist mm, really good greek you know love a little bit of fusion for my breakfast pastries all right Number three, I am taking the strange, sexy recommendation crown from you, Sophie McComas, <laughs> and putting it on my own head. So there's this movie that I watched for the first time when I was maybe a little bit too young called Secretary. It's based on a short story by Mary Gateschool, who is this American author, um, and it stars Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader, of all people, and it was released back in 2002, so it's just a sweet 19 years old now, which is wild to me, uh, but it is this incredibly darkly funny sexy movie about this young woman who um, at the very beginning of the movie she's literally just been released from a like a mental health facility where she was admitted after a pretty serious incident of self-harm and she gets a job as a secretary to this sort of very tightly wound attorney and then over the course of the movie they develop this intense BDSM relationship where he's the dominant and she's submissive and it's like super weird and she tries to have a like a normal in inverted commas relationship and it's you know when you watch movies that from Again, like that Crossing Delancey movie I mentioned last episode, when they were made kind of before it was either blockbusters or tiny little indie movies, like sort of that in-between movie. Mm-hmm. feels like a weird period piece, even though it's less than 20 years old because, you know, 2002 feels like a different time. Um, but it's just so kinky and dark and great and weird and it's amazing. So I highly recommend it. It is streaming on stands and that is Secretary... 
a surprisingly formative film for me, but we will not go into the reasons why. (laughs) Okay, moving right along from that, my fourth recommendation is for some skincare. So this product is called Acid Potion, and it's by... it sounds harsh. It sounds harsh. Yes, it does sound harsh. Um, It's by Moon Juice. Which is a brand, it's like a very LA brand that's very oh, I've into I've drunk like, the Kool-Aid of moon juice. Yep. Like literally or just like spiritually? You're taking the pills. <laughs> You're taking the pills. <laughs> so they have like brain dust and like they're really that's into what I took. like fungi, <laughs> like mushrooms and reiki and all this stuff. Um, but this is kind of a pretty traditional beauty product. It's a chemical exfoliant. It has been enriched in healing mushrooms apparently i don't know what they do but the reason i got it is it's apparently considered a a natural alternative and a very good dupe for the biologique recherche p50 that it's like a cult french chemical exfoliant product that people are like obsessed with and it's really hard to find because traditionally they would only sell it to you after you'd had a consultation and a facial with their skincare like gurus but this this is yeah apparently a dupe for it it's not cheap. It's about $64. How much is the non How much is the uh, real one? $75, $80 if you can find it. You've got to track down a French lady and tap her on the shoulder four times or something. I don't know. Then <laughs> <laughs> she might give it to you. I picked it up at Mecca Cosmetica here. It's, it's not, as I said, it's not super cheap, but it lasts forever because I literally do like some drops onto a cotton pad and like wipe my face down with it. And that's enough because it's quite strong and I only use it a couple of times a week. But I find it like just kind of does what it says like exfoliates my skin feels brighter i've got some pigmentation i find it helps like clear up you know i can't help but pick things and i shouldn't it helps clear that up and yeah it's really good if you're looking for a chemical exfoliant to keep that skin dewy Mm. uh that is one that i really rate so like i said acid potion scary name quite nice branding it's by moon juice slightly less woo-woo than some of the other products that you sell i'm getting some ads for some like Yoni something drops. Yoni drops. <laughs> Yoni drops. Well, you report back on those for the next week. Maybe. <laughs> um, okay, and then my final recommendation for my fast five is the Luxa at Hojiak in Haymarket. Yum. So now the weather is getting cooler in Sydney. It is one of my favourite times of year, which is noodle soup time yes. of year. Um, we've actually had a really beautiful autumn with not much rain, but as soon as we get a grizzly week. This is where I will be going. I want to make a case for Luxa for being, I think, the platonic ideal of a soothing, delicious soup. I mean, I love ramen. I love pho. Soba noodles. All delicious. But I think I have a real soft spot for Luxa because my mom used to make it for me when I was sick. And she'd, like, put down a huge bowl of it and put a box of tissues next to me to, like, deal with my sinuses. And she'd be like, this will heal you. Like, go ahead. You'll be fine. It's so comforting to me. And it's, like, spicy and creamy. And there's lots of veggies in there. Like, they don't skimp on the veggies. It's got that spongy tofu. Oh, the best. They're, like, the best tofu. Because it just soaks up all of the Mm. liquid. My, our friend... Hannah Rose, who has been on the podcast before, she's informed me that Luxor is not easy to find in London. So for all our London listeners, I say I'm sorry because you're being denied a true joy. But it's actually quite easy to make at home hmm. because you can get really good pre-prepared Luxor paste. Yeah. Um, and then you just need coconut milk, noodles and things. So it's actually something that is, compared to something like a pho or a ramen, I think it's a really great make-at-home yeah. one. But if you are in Sydney and you do feel like you need a Luxor... 
I have to make a case for Hojiak. I'm never going to say it's the best one because I'll get yelled at because there's a lot of very strong opinions when it comes to laksa. But even just their tofu and vegetable one is so good. It's like in a huge bowl. It's not the cheapest in the world. I think it's like $18. It's like the size of your torso. Yeah, the bowls You can never like, finish it. They're like a challenge. It's You could probably share it with someone and have like a normal sized meal. It's just so delicious. And like then you're in Chinatown, you can get some Emperor's cream puffs afterwards, mm. get some satay to start if you want to really stretch the limits of your stomach. You just can't go wrong. It's so good. Yes. It's the best, the best excuse to go and like warm up and feel comforted. Big bowl of laksa. I feel comforted by your entire Fast Five. Thank you. <laughs> some acid for the face, weird little movie, some candles. What more could you want? <laughs> a bit astringent to be honest <laughs> a bit spicy and astringent but i'm glad that calmed you down heaven all Thanks right Soph. well thank you <laughs> what a delight please don't forget that all the links to everything mentioned in this episode are on our free friday newsletter which you can get at highlyenthused.substack.com and we also have a new paid version for only five dollars a month where you get extra stuff including <laughs> this month a very very good extra newsletter yeah. on a theme mm-hmm. we would we'll take suggestions on the next theme actually yeah. may is all the baby stuff yeah what's june gonna be is it gonna be sophie roberts's dating escapades i mean guys it's juicy i have a barrage of text messages i've received that are horrifying so if you want to be scared of ever being single just i can talk about it all the stuff <laughs> we're too scared to talk about in the podcast yep it's gonna be good <laughs> you can sign up for that at exactly the same spot please follow us on instagram or send us a dm or send us an email highly enthused at gmail.com yep. if you've got any questions that you want answered yep. shout out shout out we've answered lots of good ones lately i know the community's really come together it's been beautiful to watch yeah all right on that note see you later guys bye, bye.